Beth and I'm a psychological wellbeing practitioner from Newcastle. I just wanted to say the biggest thank you to the contributors of the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. I've enjoyed reading this so much and loved having an insight into the range of backgrounds and experiences people have prior to applying for the doctorate and it's been really interesting seeing the potential barriers to the application as well and how I can try and work around this. I really started to doubt myself and whether I was good enough to apply for the clinical psychology doctorate but this has really given me the confidence boost that I needed to give it a shot so the biggest thank you ever. If you're looking to become a psychologist Then let this be your guide With this podcast at your side You'll be on your way to being qualified It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast With Dr. Marianne Trent Hi, welcome along to the Aspiring Psychologist podcast. I am Dr. Marianne Trent. I'm a qualified clinical psychologist. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, today's sort of a special request, sort of plug the gap, um, help with this kind of where I'm at right now episode. So um, if you are currently striving to be an aspiring clinical psychologist, you might well know that we are in the middle of um, application notification season about whether you are being called to interview this year. So this episode is going live on Monday the 13th of March 2023 and that is quite an important week because on the 17th of March, also known as St Patrick's Day, that is the deadline for all of the courses to have notified their applicants whether they are going to be offering them an interview or not this year. So if you're listening to this and you don't yet know whether you're getting an interview, then you've got until Friday. So after that point, Hopefully you will know and you won't need to keep refreshing and scrolling and busying yourself and wondering and hoping unless, of course, you're on the reserve list, in which case things probably will continue in that vein for a while for you until those interviews for your course that you're on the reserve list for have passed. So this week has been tricky for some and you know euphoric for others and sometimes a bit of a mixed bag as well sometimes people were told a no thanks not yet one day to then get a course offer of an interview or a course offer for a reserve place the next day or maybe you know one of each you know um a no thanks not yet an interview and a reserve place and that's you know that's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to try and get your head around so so if this is where you're at right now, but of course you might be listening to this in years to come when it is your time and when this is relevant for you, because the beauty of podcasts and YouTube, if you've never been onto my YouTube channel, um, Dr. Marianne Trent, it's probably time that you did. It's probably time that you check that out and subscribed. Um, so yeah, the beauty of this is that it's going to hang around so that it will be there when you need it and when it will resonate with you the most. I have got a few more um, 
podcast episodes already in the can and ready to roll and they are guest interviews but I thought that it seemed really important for us to do some stuff that's about the right now um, right now so so I decided to hastily record this because people have been contacting me kind of amazed really um, about the number of applicants that the courses are telling them have applied this year. So I thought it might be useful to have a little bit of a look at some of the data from previous years. So let's have a look at that together. So it seems a good place to start with the pre-pandemic stats. So those that we are looking at right now on YouTube, or I'll talk you through them if you're listening on podcast, are from 2019 for 2019 entry. So the year that people actually applied for that would have been 2018. So the deadline would have been December 2018. So that year there were 614 places and there were 4,054 applicants. So that gave a success rate of getting a place of 15%. Of Although, of course, um, you know, people will have probably had interviews at multiple courses. So um, that, that success rate is skewed a little bit. That's sort of assuming that each applicant um, only is offered one place. Um, so yes, that's, you know, somebody might have had potentially four offers. And so their success rate would have been you know, 100%. Um, but yeah, this is done as as all of the applicants. And, you know, there's only so many courses to go around. So that's where they get the 15% from. Let's go on now to have a look at um, the people who would have started their training in September 2020. So that would have been kind of in the middle of the pandemic, wouldn't it? They would have applied perhaps when they just started to hear whisperings about COVID-19, um, which would have been December 2019. Um, so then there was uh, 4,225 applicants for 770 places. So you can see that the success rate for them was 18%. That's a whopping increase of 25.4 places compared to the previous year, but only a 4.21 increase on applicants that year, which meant that there was um, effectively a success rate of 18% that year. Let's have a quick look at the entry for 2021. So again, people would have applied during the pandemic. Um, they would have applied by um, by December 2020, um, ready to start in September 2021. So that year, there were 979 places available. There were 4,544 applicants that made a success rate of 22%. So let's look at the percentage increase then. So that was an absolute bonza, just over 27% increase in places available and only a 7.55% increase in numbers of applicants that year which made the success rate 22%, which seems a lot nicer, but of course can still be brutal, absolutely brutal. We're going to take a short break here and then I'll be back and we'll discuss some more stats. Inspiring psychologist, a good 
Okay, welcome back. Um, do remember that the Clinical Psychologist Collective books and the Aspiring Psychologist Collective books can be really useful for helping you to build skills and confidence in talking about your reflections, which can be really, really useful for you to be able to do during interviews. And of course, we do lots of stuff around that in the membership as well. And people are saying really lovely things, saying that they just feel that their development has come on leaps and bounds and people have been getting interviews. Um, so if you have an interview and you'd welcome some extra development skills, coaching, confidence, boosting, then do check out the Aspiring Psychologist membership. Okay, so in the first half, we were looking at some stats from the previous years um, provided by the Clearinghouse website. So last but not least, we're looking at the people who are currently, as I record this, first year trainee clinical psychologists. They would have started applying um, autumn 2021 to start in September 2022. So um, that time around, there were 1,155 places, funded places available. That was a 17.97% increase on places, so not quite as much of an increase as last year. But there was only a 2.44% increase on applicants at 4,655. So the success rate there was 25%. So yeah, last year things were looking good. You might on paper have thought, oh, things are heading in a really positive direction. But the early stats that seem to be coming through from individual courses is that people have received complete spikes in the numbers of people applying. And certainly some of the people I really would have expected to be getting shortlisted for interview were told, no thanks, not yet, keep trying. And so, um, yes, what's going on really is is what I'm thinking about today. Um, and we will, of course, um, I will come back to this um, as and when the stats are available. So the Clearinghouse page on the website was last updated on the 25th of August. So what I will do is I will try and make a note for myself to have another look at the stats for this year um, and come back to talk about that. But I guess some of my thoughts were, well, have we done really well in kind of inclusion? Um, and for people who are thinking maybe the pandemic effect has made them think life's too short um, or, you know, maybe now's the time or um, maybe they're feeling that, you know, all of the empowerment we've done for age, just being a number, has made people come back to earlier career choices that they might have discounted along the way. Um, or it might be that um, if you remember in 2020, Health Education England announced um, quite spontaneously on the day the Clinical Psychologist Collective was published, thanks for that HEE, it meant that had to do a swift rewrite um, of including a few more chapters um, that they were not going to be funding people who'd already had Health Education England funding um, within the last two years. So um, they did do a bit of a U-turn on that and they delayed it by two years. But by my reckoning, this means that the current year is the last year for a while where you'll be able to apply if you have had Health Education England funding before. So um, that could well be why. But I would love your thoughts on this. Let me know what you think. Um, also would love it if you come and follow me on TikTok um, and Instagram. I'm trying to do really hard in growing my um audience there. Um, so yeah, please do come and follow me, like, connect on all those good places. Um, I'm Dr. Marianne Trent and uh, yeah, just 
be part of my world, come and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts too. And I will look forward to catching up with you very soon. Take care. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. With this podcast at your side, you'll be on your way to being qualified. It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast with Dr. Marianne Trent. Hello, my name is Veronica Kasova. I live in Edinburgh and I just graduated with a Master's in Psychology of Mental Health. Marianne recommended me the Clinical Psychologist Collective when I was networking on LinkedIn and I must say I love it. Um, it is one of a kind. It's like a window into the lives of people on the path of becoming a psychologist. The stories are unique, honest and filled with a kind of intangible wisdom only personal storytelling can uncover. A common thread in the stories I valued most was to be compassionate not only with others, but with myself too. Also, not fixating on becoming a psychologist, but enjoying life, growth, and the final results will come as a byproduct. Marianne, thank you for taking the time to collate all the stories. The book is a true gem, and I think every aspiring psychologist should have a copy on their shelf. Thank you.